Welcome everyone to the Descent Podcast, where we deconstruct amazing people uh, doing what they do, and we try and find out what makes them tick. So for our inaugural guest, I've got uh, Stratton Marshall. Stratton, welcome to the show. Hey, man. Thank you for having me on your show, man. Glad to be a part of it. One of the things that uh, I like to try and understand um, is, you know, kind of sort of everyone's origin story and where we all start from, you know, what led us to do what we do and, you know, where we're looking to go. Um, so, yeah, if you can tell me, um, you know, where were you born? Where, where are you from? Uh, and, and yeah, where are you based right now? So I was born in uh, Illinois, so I'm still based in Illinois. So, yeah. man. Cool. And so, um and that's where you've been most of your life, I'm guessing, right? Uh, and you, mm-hmm. that's where you started your your music career. So um, there's one thing that I, I'm going to ask, and I'm sure everyone wants to know. You have a very unique name. So what is the origin of your name? Tell us how that came about. So this is a great question. Many people don't believe that this is actually my real name, but it's actually my real name. So Stratton Marshall. So what I was named after was actually a Fender Stratocaster guitar because uh, my parents decided that uh, that would be a cool name. There was many variations of it to begin with, but at the end of the day, it ended up being Stratton. And then uh, I guess the first variation might've been, so they went with, they wanted to go with Stratford and then Okay. We wanted something slightly, they wanted something slightly different. They wanted to go with something, maybe something more, I don't know how to describe it. Maybe, I guess I'm not the perfect person to describe this, but they wanted to go for something maybe that hasn't been done. I don't know. Well, they definitely nailed it. And it sounds like (laughs) you didn't really have much of a choice that you were going to play guitars at some point. Right. Yeah. So I didn't have that part of the decision making, but yeah, it was uh, either Stratton or Stratford. Interesting. So, so they went with Stratton and then Marshall was after, uh, you know, so it, it, well, the one thing that remains the same is Strat. So it was like variations of Strat, Stratton, Stratford, Strat. Um, yeah. Like it was like a lot of different variations because it was all based off of like the Fender Stratocaster, of course. So yeah, like it kind of uh, manifested in that kind of way. You know what I mean? Very cool, man. Uh, so Strat Marshall, and Marshall, of yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so if so, that name is kind of very telling, you know, almost that um, that you it's named after your name after a guitar. So, at what point did music actually enter your life? Uh, you know, was it was it there in your home uh, around you, where the pe- musicians and people kind of playing that got you to be like, ah, I want to try that. So music entered my life at a very young age due to the fact that my dad was a guitar player. He still is. And uh, yeah, I kind of, uh, you know, had the motivation to start because there was always music in the household as far as band practice, you know, drummers, guitar players, bass players, you know what I mean? Singers. So it was one of those things that I kind of, kind of uh you know was around it as a young at a young age oh that's interesting so uh so at what age did you kind of first pick up the guitar to you know be like I want to try this so that's a really good question as well um 
basically I started when I was like three or four years old. And uh, you know how that goes when you're young, things like this aren't necessarily the most easiest thing to do, like picking up a guitar when you're three or four, it's not that easy. So um, I kind of gave it up after a while, or it's not that I gave it up. It was something that I didn't necessarily like I was interested in it, but I wasn't like super interested in it. You know what I mean? Like when you start doing something and you like doing it, you continue doing it. It was one of those things. I kind of just like played it because I had a mini guitar. My dad got me a mini guitar. Right. So basically I had this mini guitar I was playing. There's pictures of me at probably like three or four years old, kind of like jamming out on it. And uh, yeah, man, like I didn't continue playing until about age six or seven. And then like, you would expect I didn't continue again because you know that was kind of hard to play guitar when you when your hands are sort of small, yeah. your hands aren't you know developed as far as the size of an adult. Yeah, yeah, man. Like my hands were small, and I was trying to play a big guitar at the time, and it was just one of those things that didn't necessarily work out. And then I started playing Guitar Hero, <laughs> and then after I started playing Guitar Hero, I basically decided I wanted to pick up the real guitar, and at that time I was age thirteen. Very cool. Okay. So what was the first song that you learned? I'm guessing that's a good a question. Big, actually, big I did learn this here. song when I was six or seven years old, I actually learned how to play this. So um, it was Smells Like Teen Spirit by Nirvana. I learned that at age six or seven. So this was 2002. So I would have been seven years old. Great influence. Um, I also was influenced by Nirvana. That's um, how I first wanted to get into playing guitars. Uh, but anyway, it's not about me. Um, so, and at that point, how did you approach learning the instrument? You know, I mean, um, at a young age, did you think that theory was really important to me and technique and musicality, or was it just kind of picking up the chords and kind of listening and kind of developing your ear very naturally? So that's a that's a interesting question because I didn't really. I didn't really know that like you should learn music theory or like get into technique. I kind of just sort of was interested in guitar players like Eddie Van Halen and Randy Rhodes and Jimi Hendrix and, you know, classic rock blues kind of stuff. So it was one of those things that, you know, I wasn't super aware of learning music theory. Well, I shouldn't say aware. It was something I just didn't want to do. It was one of the things I wanted to do was just play. And then eventually as I progressed and improved on the guitar, I actually was like, hey, maybe I should, you know, get into theory and, you know, technique. Well, technique kind of came earlier than theory. It was, I developed right. my technique before I learned any music theory, actually. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Um, and I, I, it's one of those things that um, everyone has a different path when it comes to learning well, anything, and especially with guitars. Um, for me, it was you know, just kind of learning the the timing and like kind of improving my year. Um, and then technique and stuff kind of only came in maybe last year. Um, yeah, so that's, that's really interesting to hear you say. And I, I'm guessing you're kind of at that age where you're starting to get better and improve. And, you know, obviously you're, and you've mentioned some names so that that changes the influence, right? Going from Nirvana, who are good, but not very technical uh, musically. And then you go to like Eddie Van Halen and Jimi Hendrix, who I love personally, I love uh, Hendrix. And, 
you're starting to pick up some of the more technical stuff. So how did that happen? And, you know, what drew you to playing, you know, some of the stuff you play, like neoclassical stuff? So for neoclassical, that actually starts with Randy Rhodes. And uh, he was sort of classically, well, he was a classically trained guitar player. So the whole neoclassical thing really started with Randy Rhodes. And as far as technique and what wanted, what made me want to improve my technique was actually tapping. When I saw um, Eddie Van Halen do like tapping and I heard the song Eruption, that's really what got me going with technique was initially was Eruption. I actually learned that within the first six months of me playing the guitar. It was quite interesting. Wow. Okay. <laughs> um, and so at this point, were you convinced that this is what you want to do for the rest of your life? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. It was totally one of those things that was like, I was improving so fast that I was like, it's all I ever wanted to do at that point. Like I played so much. I still do. But like at that point, it was just like, it was so new and exciting it still is new and exciting of course but like yeah. at that time like when you first are when you first you know introduced to something so cool like that it has this new magic to it which is which is it's, it, you can't even describe that kind of feeling it's just it's magical i know the feeling <laughs> and um so so fast forward so you're about 13 14 then um so a bit closer to now how do you see that your playing style has evolved from, you know, what you were doing in the beginning and like, were there some maybe unconventional or unexpected uh, genres that you play that you kind of listen to um, that helped influence and inform your playing style now? Yeah, you know, of course, like classical music nowadays, it's like, I'm really into listening to classical music. I have been since, I don't know probably 2013, 2012, I was really starting to get into introduced to classical music and stuff like that. I don't know, it could have been, I don't know the exact year, but I'm pretty sure around that time I was introduced to classical music. And then, you know, probably not until like 2015 or 16, I started getting into jazz and, you know, things like that really do hold a degree of an influence on me because I do love those kinds of music. So I like to listen to a lot of different genres of music to, you know, help develop my style and a lot of different guitar players too. Like I like listening to everything. It's that's how I am. So yeah, listening to a lot of different styles, listen to a lot of different genres, listening to that kind of stuff. It definitely helps and uh, have that influence and have that foundation for uh, my style today. So there's something that I've observed about um, your playing, which I find really, really interesting. Um, you have a very unique picking style, especially when you uh, economy pick. Um, how did you kind of get to that? It almost looks like it's just, you know, your hands are just moving through. It's like butter. Um, how do you kind of come up with that? That's a good question, man. That's a really good question. So <laughs> it's almost like a, a meditative state. <laughs> I think economy picking was actually something I didn't develop necessarily more as it was sort of natural to me to play with economy picking because when I first started playing three notes per string scales, I wasn't necessarily, you know, down the whole technique kind of, you know, 
I wasn't down that sort of uh, journey of improving my technique. Like I was sort of just getting into it. So my journey just started if I would be, mm-hmm. if my if my memory serves me correctly, I would have been just starting with three notes per string. So there was really not much of technique, you know, there's no foundation. So what I naturally did was play with economy picking. And I didn't actually think that was the correct way of doing it until I started, uh, you know, getting into guitar players who, you know, mainly use alternate picking. So I actually sort of didn't use economy picking for a while, even though that was my natural sort of technique. So what I ended up doing was going down the whole alternate picking uh, journey for a while. And then I came back to doing economy picking. And then that's when I started really developing the skill and making it really smooth and really fluid. And I think that's, uh, that's how that happened because I wanted to play things more efficiently and a little bit more smooth and a little bit more you know effortlessly you know what i mean yeah and uh every every time i've seen you do that it's it's really amazing because i don't know how you do it but it looks like your fingers are barely moving and it's just so super smooth so is that something that just kind of came naturally or is it something you developed actively um because it's really it's almost like you're super calm and it just kind of flows so uh, I find it really, really amazing. And, and the, the most important thing there is with that technique is how clean it sounds. So the way that developed was I've always wanted my sound to be very smooth and alternate picking is great. It's really great. I love the sound of it. Actually, I still use it because I, I think the technique is amazing and I think it's an awesome technique. But what I was looking for was a more smoother sound. So to answer your question, yeah, it was sort of one of those things. Your, what was your question again? It was almost like it's like this meditative state, right? Like oh, yeah, yeah. How yeah, did I get to that relaxed state? That relaxed state. So, yeah, it was always one of those things where I wanted it to sound smooth. And then it naturally just became this thing that was one of those things that turned into like a really relaxed thing I did. Mm-hmm. So what I ended up doing was, you know, getting better, getting a little better. And then eventually it uh, became one of these effortless kind of techniques that I do you know I'm I'm kind of I'm like acting like I'm holding the pick but yeah it's like I hold my pinky on the pick guard and I sort of rest it there and it turned into this technique that became really smooth and efficient and the motions were you know reduced a lot because of economy picking I think so yeah like it was one of those things that it just sort of developed naturally interesting um and you know talking about meditative state um do you do you actually practice any kind of meditation, um, you know, personally to improve your mental health and, you know, also your playing? You know, that's a really great question. I, uh, I do actually do meditation. I do mindfulness meditation. So sort of being in the present moment type of meditation. And there's a couple other types of meditations I've uh, done as well. But mainly I do mindfulness meditation. And I think it's really great for mental health. It really keeps you in the present moment. It really, it really, it really helps with your mental health and in guitar playing, because when you get into this relaxed state, when you get into this state, I think it improves all aspects of your life in my, in my opinion, you know what I mean? There's a lot of um, musicians that have been gravitating towards meditation and, you know, they rave about the, impact it has to a positive mental health um so do you find that music in general and playing um 
listening even kind of gives you more zen um to you personally is that something you find yeah man listening to music is really really therapeutic to be honest yeah i would um, totally have to say yeah it's it's a relaxing thing when you're listening to some classical music you just you know kick back relax listen to some great music it's it's the best <laughs> can disagree with you there um you know maybe just to you know so present time um some some of the things that i i'm sure all of your audience would love to know uh and maybe we can geek out a little bit is talk about gear um so i'd love to hear about what you use um you know what kind of do you traditionally kind of gravitate to like standard string gauge the tens or are there any other gauges that you use i use uh this is always a question i'm asked and uh mm -hmm. i always get a different response some people like it some people don't like it but i use eight gauge strings so the reason for this is it uh it reduces the effort needed to bend strings and even for like speed playing i mean it's not the real reason why i use it but it definitely helps with like improving your technique as far as like playing lighter strings because you naturally with a thinner string you glide through the strings much easier it's it's incredible so yeah i use eight gauge strings and it's very beneficial it's one of the things that i really prefer to have on my guitars it's mm -hmm. definitely a part of my sound and i suppose especially with lead playing and shredding definitely helps um i've myself kind of found definitely. my spot at nine um I think because um, I, I was used to playing 11s and 10s, which is a lot bigger. But um, yeah, nine's a good sweet spot, I find. Me too. Yeah. Me too. I use nines and tens for years. And, uh, you know, it's great. It's great to have options. But yeah. for the style, my consistency that I want, the consistency in my guitars, the consistency in my tone, I prefer the eights, just like how maybe you prefer ketchup on your hamburger <laughs> like <laughs> that's just sort of my thing it's the go-to for me it's just like it's kind of how i uh kind of how i do things just like eight gauge strings yeah A any kind of pick uh preferences great question by the way so <laughs> yeah, what i, I use that. is a dunlop flow 2.0 i don't know if wow, it's focus is, but that's a thick one that's, that's yeah, big. it's a 2.0 millimeter. And uh, I use this because, because it's made out of Altex, which that's not the only reason, but it has this smoothness to it when you're picking and it glides the string. So it, it, it really lends itself to playing really smooth and really clean. So I use economy picking a lot and I use a lot of cool te different techniques. And this pick just is perfect for that style and mm. even rhythm playing it. It's one of those picks because that's what I found with guitar picks. You have a good guitar pick for rhythm and then you have a good guitar pick for lead and it's hard to find the balance between the two and so far this has uh, been really good for that interesting i don't think i have um ever tried that Let's see what we have yeah um i've got slow gloss 2.0 it's 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 incredible it's totally something like this is the only pick i use or i use what would this be this would be a 2.5 flow Dunlop Flow 2.5. That's not a flow gloss, though. This is wow. a flow gloss. It has that gloss sound. Or, like, not gloss sound, but it has that gloss liquid-like. It has a super smooth 
Okay. Super smooth sound to it. It's it's incredible. I really recommend you check it out because I I absolutely have to have these picks. Wow, I have played uh, a 2.0 before, but um, I've kind of really been enjoying. Oops. Um, so I think this one's 1.14, uh, the jazz pick. Okay. Um, and I'm really liking this, the the Tortex Sharp. It's a Dunlop. Uh, oh, those, is, a lot of people are using those these days. Those are yeah, really good, I heard. I used the normal Tortex for a long time, and those are good for a lot of different things. For sure. Yeah. I, I need to check those out, the Tortex Sharp. I've always wanted to. Yeah, this is, a, this is great. Um, I've quite... I've recently switched to this and I'm enjoying that quite a bit. So this one's 1.35. Oh, cool, man. Yeah. So 1.35. That's, I could totally deal with that. That's pretty good. Like I used to use 1.2, but it wasn't until these flow gloss that I was like, you know what? I'll, I'm a, I've never actually been always a 2.0 millimeter kind of guitar player where I'd always wanted mm -hmm. 2.0. But now with that specific pick, it kind of feels like a 1.0 to me. So I don't really necessarily think that, uh, it feels the same as a regular 2.0. So if you're into that kind of thing, like 2.0 millimeter picks or 1.0, there's like a balance between the two that it feels sort of more like a 1.0 than a 2.0 to me, at least. Right. Maybe it's sort of something to do with the flow gloss. I'm not entirely sure, but they're totally my favorite picks. Awesome. Well, thanks for the tip. I'm going to check that one out. Um, so Definitely, man. And are there... Um, you know, what about guitars? What kind of guitars do you typically kind of gravitate towards? Well, nowadays, I'm actually a Kiesel artist. And uh, I signed to them back in January, I believe. And this is the first build that we did. And this is like oh, the perfect guitar true. for me now. Like, this is absolutely like the perfect guitar, just because of the fact that it has everything I've always wanted on a guitar. So it has now scallop frets got a split coil it's got allen holdsworth pickups these pickups are incredible and it has this un amazing I didn't, I didn't know what i was going to say i said amazing crackle finish that was the word i was looking for crackle that is finish. really that is really cool uh i don't think i've ever um seen a crackle finish up close but that's that's pretty cool um it, so what kind of, so you say those scallop frets, you can see ebony fretboard, so humbuckers. Is that so a, if you can see, if you look closely, if you look really closely at this angle, you might see some scallops. Yeah. You might not at the angle, but the thing is with this guitar is it has an ebony fretboard, 20 inch radius. So it's always been one of those things that I've always wanted a guitar with these type of specs on it, but with a, s style kind of thing you know what i mean like an s style kind of guitar body yep so i've yep. always wanted sort of like a modern version of that and this is exactly what i want yeah and, and i that's also kind of... like it that it's headless too it's headless so it balances great it's it's incredible man like it balances really well like headstocks way more than you would realize they do you know <laughs> i'm guessing i'm guessing it must be a whole lot lighter right oh yeah yeah, a lot lighter, man. And I just never realized how much of a balance that um that headstock sort of have that extra weight on them. So it's sort of like this or like yeah. this, whereas this is just sort of like kind of like this. It balances quite how the how the way I want it to. You know what I mean? 
Right. So um, tell us more about uh, signing on with Kiesel. How did that come about? Well, they reached out to me on uh, Instagram, actually. So back in January, they wanted to see if I was interested in becoming an artist for them. So they sent me a guitar to check out and uh, I was completely blown away to say the least. Like the guitar was, it, it's, they, Kiesel guitars speak for themselves. So it was like one of those things that it's not only beautiful, the playability, everything about it was just like, it felt right. You know what I mean? After seeing yours, uh, I ordered my first one. So uh, I've got an Aries on the way. So maybe, maybe about three, three more months or so. Dude, that's going to be awesome. You yeah, got a, got an Aries then, huh? Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, so I've gone with a, an HSS config. Um, I think that'll be something I really want to try. Um, yeah, and I've heard a lot about the quality uh, of Kiesel guitars. And uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I love that you can completely customize pretty much everything about the guitar. Um, so I, I've, I was so particular, I picked out every single thing that I wanted. So, and custom guitars, right? So I, I quite like that. Dude, that's, you're going to love the guitar, man. They're, I've never actually played in Aries. I've always wanted to play in Aries, but I know you're going to love it. The, you're going to be very impressed with the quality of it. It's going to be, it's going to be sick, dude. So what time, uh, how long is your build time? Um, so I think they say it's like um, up to 20 weeks. So, yeah. So I'm in no rush. I've, I've got a few guitars and uh, I saw yours and um, and I was like, yeah, I kind of, I want to check this out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's, that's awesome, dude. Yeah. No, I guess my question was not the build time. Uh, when did you put the order in? Um, I think it was maybe just about a month ago oh okay oh yeah so you, you should be getting in the next couple months i would imagine yeah yeah uh i'm looking forward to that <laughs> so, yeah me too dude i want to send me a picture of it so what i want to um, see it for sure <laughs> what about the tone of like you know what you got i think you mentioned holdsworth pickups is that a three-way selector it, this is a three-way okay Freeway pickup selector, Allen Holdsworth pickups. And what's cool is the, you can see it right there probably, splits. It can go into single coils if you wanted to. It can be a humbucker if you want it to be. So, so what is it? that's what's cool. This guitar is so versatile. What about the, and the scallops on here? And the yeah. scallops on here are very unique as well because as the uh, guitar neck, you know, goes down to the, or goes up to the 12th fret, the scallops actually go slightly deeper. And, um, and yeah it's like it's it's actually it makes a lot of sense because you don't necessarily need scallop frets or at least super deep scallop frets for you know fret one to twelve because you know if you're playing chords or whatever it's not necessarily the most uh beneficial but it's mm -hmm. just enough where you can still get it well at least i mean beneficial as in the first four frets for chords but i have no problems with that but some people who have like not as light of a touch or who press it really hard might but for me, it's, I think this is a really great design of how the scallops are up here, whereas you're going to obviously probably do a little bit more lead playing. And up here, you're going to do a little bit more rhythm maybe or, you know, chord work or riffs, whatever. The scallops aren't as, uh, aren't as um, you know, they're not as dramatic. Right. Up there, up at the first fret. So I like the way the scallop frets on this 
are a lot. It's it's incredible scallop work for sure. <laughs> so what drew you to the Alan Holdsworth pickups? Um, can we check out? Well, the that's a really that? great question. Uh, what, what's that? Can we check out the tone on that? I'm really curious. Yeah, no, we can definitely check it out. I'll plug it in right now. What drew me to the Alan Holdsworth pickups were mainly because I was a huge fan of Alan Holdsworth. So check this Sounds out. Right. This is how, uh, <laughs> how's the sound? I can't really, I can't really hear. Nope. How about now? Mm, no. No? Yeah, now now we can, yeah. Okay. Maybe it's the it could be the lower frequency, but let's play some uh let's play some notes. That sounds amazing. That sounds doesn't amazing. it? Yeah, yeah, it does sound really good. Very cool. I um, love this guitar. And so, last question on you know where you're at right now. Um, maybe a little bit of uh, to everyone listening, especially you know your audience on YouTube and Instagram. Um, how what would you recommend as um, how people should approach improvement, you know, e even what you do for yourself, as well as what you recommend to like students, because some of the hardest areas that I find is to kind of unlearn bad habits, um, because I only really picked up lead playing uh, kind of towards the end of last year or so. Uh, and I've got some great tips from you and I've learned a ton from you. So what would you uh, what would you say is, you know, what the best way to approach that is? Great question, man. Great question. So my advice would be not quantity of practice, quality of practice. So just because you spend three hours practicing doesn't mean you're practicing very efficiently. Mm -hmm. So if you spend time with quality practice, and what I mean by quality practice is doing things outside of your comfort zone. The comfort zone leads to not progressing usually. Not saying that's 100% the truth all of the time, but generally if you're playing things that you're always comfortable playing, you're not gonna be improving as much as if you were practicing new things that you're not comfortable with and you know, doing things that you've never done before. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So do things you've never done before, try practicing new things and always strive to be better than you were yesterday cool that's that sounds like great advice so you know we're winding down um and i just wanted to you know see if you wanted to share on where you're at right now what you're working on where people can find uh your work and you know where we can listen to you play yeah man so i'm working on uh, a lot of original music at the moment so i'm working on an ep and uh, I'm working on getting some singles out. That's awesome. where I'm at right now. 
I'm trying to get some uh, some new music out so I can show the world what I want to express with my music. That's amazing. Can't wait to hear it, buddy. Um, are, so you're going to get this out, any kind of timeline so we can look forward to that? If not, it's all good, man. Um, but I'm guessing it's going to be the usual platforms. Yeah, no, it'll be on, you know, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, all that kind of stuff. So it's going to start off as a single that I release. It's not going to be, I'm not going to release an EP just with how many singles that it's going to be. It's going to be, I'm going to release singles and uh, it'll be an EP. So I, I'm planning on releasing it as singles. So you you'll, you could find it on YouTube once it's all done and everything and like that and stuff like that. And you'll be able to, you know, see what my original music is all about and my awesome. voice on the instrument. Awesome. Uh, looking forward to it. Uh, Stratton, thank you so much for your time. Uh, it's great to connect and learn a little bit more about uh, how you deconstruct the guitar. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thanks for having me on your podcast. Thanks. Catch you later. All right. See you, man.